What does it take to be a champion? Is it hard work, strength, speed, agility? It's more than that. It's dedication, resilience, and a willingness to sacrifice. You have to have the mental fortitude to push past your limits and the humility to accept failure and learn from it. You have to be able to visualize your goal and have the courage to take the necessary steps to reach it. You need the discipline to stay focused and motivated in the face of adversity. All of these traits are essential if you want to be a champion. It won't be easy, but if you put in the effort and never give up, you can make it happen. Welcome, adjudicators, to another episode of Disputed, where two fictional characters go head-to-head armed with only their advocates, and you will decide the outcome. Everything is Disputed. Oh my God, my friend. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long have we been doing this bracket now? It's, uh, it's been a bit. It's been a little. Been a I want to say it's been a little over a year. Maybe a, a year. Maybe fourteen months. Fifteen Boy. months. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's just nutty, uh, right? Uh, yeah. So, how'd you like that intro there? I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I, it. I guess it is a um uh. Not well kept secret that I love the wrestling videos. So anything time you surprise me, I'm like, yay! Oh, but we're not done with the surprises. Yeah. So yeah, and I got, I did the voiceover because yeah, now I'm getting into voiceover, and I've got my first gig set up on Fiverr. Uh, I mean, I just did that like yesterday. Congratulations. So yeah, thanks. And I've been recording like crazy uh and editing and putting music to stuff and just trying to make more demo stuff so i can start doing more of that so cool if anybody's looking for uh for voiceover uh hit me up <laughs> you can find me there on um, mstdn.party slash at kisthulu uh if you want um because i'm on mastodon now pterodactyl well. <laughs> oh man so uh won't you uh go ahead and tell the folks who you are What's up, nerds and blurs? I'm Damon. I'm father of two, husband of one, and a sensei of 17-syllable silliness. You may know me from such podcasts as Damon does, uh, in the Stack the Library podcast, and uh, a host of others that we'll probably talk about at some point uh, later in the show. And <laughs> I am the Woodstock of the Disputed Podcast. <laughs> Are the kids going to know what that uh, that reference is? Uh- <laughs> Thank you, Devon, and welcome, adjudicators. I am Dean. I am the Snoopy of the show. I will be resting upon the house, blowing leaves up, and eating full-size bones. Uh, you can find me on uh, at least a couple of podcasts right now, and uh, if you don't know what the, where they are, you can uh, always go over to podskeer.com and take a look to see what we've got there and uh, and check them all out. So, now, real quick, uh, last week, well, or two weeks ago, there was no bout. 
we instead had our championship reveal episode, which leads to leads us to tonight, but does not mean we didn't have a bout to talk about. So, my friend, I introduce you. <laughs> Battle Royal, yes! That is fantastic. So is this a battle royal to uh, figure out who finishes in third? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess it, it, this, this will show. So we got that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean we got what, we got the originals. We got the Walker, Johnny, the Borns. Well, Jason the, Bourne. Uh, there's Dean. We got me. We got you. Oh, that that was a terrible mistake. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and I'm the oh, oh look at that look at you're, that suplex. you're working them out what <laughs> it is absolute oh look at that hit by my team <laughs> oh I'm, oh my goodness I'm just grateful I wasn't the first one out oh I'm oh, out oh there goes out. Dean over the top oh get out of here who is that oh with two eliminations what and I guess the uh oh well. Two dudes with suits. I'm, I'm about to go lose. You got Jason one. Statham. Jason Statham. Both me versus John Wick. Uh, John Wick. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> that is hysterical. <laughs> I probably woke up my kids yelling. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Keith and Heather Maggie, uh, were, yeah, they worked on that. We, we kept it a surprise from you. Had to, uh, <laughs> had to show you. And yeah, it was, just, that was, that was excellent. You got me. So, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so props to you for your third place win. All right. Uh, <laughs> and big, big thanks to, uh, Keith and Heather over there, uh, at, on Twitter at Heather Mackie, M-A-K-I-1, or on Instagram, S-O-L Freedom 1010. Uh, and they make uh, lots of awesome characters yeah. for WWE 2K22. Uh, have been doing it since at least 2K19, I think. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, they started off, uh, well, at least that, that I recall doing uh doing letter kenny characters yeah they did so, they did a great job with letter kenny so yeah I'm, i can only imagine what else they've done yeah they've done some awesome stuff ah <sighs> so demon are you ready to get into our dispute introduction this evening um uh, if you can give me a, a minute uh another minute to um bask in the glory of my victory here <laughs> yeah, a little, you need some applause for that <laughs> thank you i would like to thank everyone uh i could not have done it without uh help so <laughs> <laughs> well you did it masterfully well thank you you beat the two guys in suits <laughs> and uh I couldn't ask for much. Not bad. So, but I, but but I think I took out Jason Bourne. You did. You did. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh man, that was lots of fun. I, you know, uh, and I think what we're, we'll have to, we'll probably have to do something like that where we, you know, one-offs every now and again of those the ones who didn't win mm -hmm. uh, up against other ones who didn't win, or the ones you know, like everybody wanted to see Wayne versus Reacher. Yeah, and you know, see do that one. So. 
I think there's a lot of those that we can do as one-offs uh, in the future. Or we could have the champ. Once we, uh, and we can have the champ defend as well. Yeah. So I mean, totally. <laughs> you are in. So, you you look like you're in better spirits. I don't know. If that's great for an audio medium, but oh, you you look like you're in better yeah. spirits. Uh, new meds help a lot. So. <laughs> there, there, there it is. You know, I I uh, I actually have. It has given me room to breathe and see the sunlight over the horizon and, and, uh, giving me some hope. So, um, yeah. Excellent. As we just Oops. break stuff. <laughs> my, my picture just fell down in the back. Oh, well, <laughs> it was not, it was not well put up, uh, but that's okay. I'm, uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm well put up. <laughs> I think. Well, all right, all right. So are you done basking, my friend? I am done. All right. So this is it. The moment you've all been waiting for the champion championship to crown the king of the scrappers. Tonight, two terrifying titans of temerity take on each other in a test of technique, timing, and toughness to take the title of champion. You already know their names. Kato from the Green Hornet versus Jack Reacher. Everything is disputed. That was a mouthful. (laughs) You know, I love uh, getting that uh, alliteration in there just for you. I'm a big fan, but man, that was the longest. That was the longest one you got. I was was, because I was I've learned to kind of I'm doing cold learning a cold read, so I can read the word and then look ahead, and I'm like, oh, you, what did you do to me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I got to do what I got to do. It's fantastic. All right, so let's. Uh, what do you say we introduce our guest for this evening? I will. Uh, I will go first here. Surely. Returning in all his mass glory, and our first advocate has a no holds barred champion of disputes, finding himself undefeated in all bouts his way. Hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina, where he currently hosts the Strange Strangeful Things and Hard uh, Castle Rock. Historical Society Podcast. There are no pseudonyms that can hold this advocate down. Let me introduce our resident linguistic luchador, the master of the mask, Acadia Einstein. If I had thought the whole time from the last show to now, I could not have come up with a better intro. You guys kill it. I stumbled over a few words, but uh, in the end, it came out all right. Ah. So, so Acadia, you've proven yourself time and again uh, on this show. Does your game plan change? Are you bringing something new to the table tonight? I have to. All right. That's. I have to, because if you, if you think about the fact that the person that I'm looking at made the same journey I did. True. So they're seasoned. I mean, they're tiny. They're seasoned. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Demond resembles that remark. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. 
thrilled to be here and I cannot wait. Well, it's great having you back, man. I, and I, I'm so psyched for this evening. So, uh, Damon, if you're ready, I am. Our next advocate returns to his rightful place in the Hall of Victors by also remaining undefeated by any adversary. He hails from Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, where he is currently working on his own formula for bubblegum-infused guava juice. The streets call him E or M. His mama calls him Evan. Give it up for ya boy, MC Amazing! <laughs> Thank you for that intro, sir. Appreciate that. Good to be back. It's your boy MC Amazing in the building. Oh What's my going gosh, on? that that is, that turned uh, out way better than I could have <laughs> ever imagined. This is fantastic. For those of you who are listening uh, to it on the podcast, shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. Go to YouTube <laughs> right now. Fast forward to this point in the show because you know where it is by the time we get to it because it'll be taped. That's how it works. Go future us. And for God's <laughs> sake, you have to see this, this this array of characters that are on the screen right now. This is This is what podcasting is about. Yeah, so, man. all right, Ev, how have you got a question for you, man? How have you psyched yourself up for this match? And will you find yourself doing anything different as opposed to your prior bouts? Well, like, uh, like Acadia said, like, I mean, I think he pretty much hit it right on the head, man. You got to be like, you got to come with your, your A game. You got to understand that this person is also t- defeated all comers up to this point. Like, they're on the exact same level as you. Uh, maybe, maybe not exactly because he's defending Jack Reacher. But, um, you know, well, it, it'll be, it'll be all right. It'll be, it'll be just fine. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I've been looking forward to this. I've, um, I've been thinking about it for like the past couple of weeks. I'm excited to be here. You know, I can't went through, I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm ready, bro. Let's go. You look ready. <laughs> I mean, he is decked out as Kato. Uh, and, and yeah, you can, I mean, that's a great outfit. I mean, amazing. Um, this is fantastic. Uh, well, let's get to the, uh, the nitty gritty here. Uh, so, and talk about the rules. Uh, the rules are as they always have been, uh, for the last year and a half or so, uh, each advocate will get an opening statement for five minutes, followed by a rebuttal from their opponent for two minutes. Uh, after that, there will be questions from the hosts, uh, and potentially the audience. Uh, the responses to those will get two minutes after that. Each advocate will get a two-minute closing argument. Any questions? No, sir. Let's get it on. All right. So <laughs> let's uh, let's let me bring up the uh, the five-minute timer here, um, and tell me if this is uh, showing the right way because <laughs> I know it, it hasn't been uh, in some in some points. And he's backwards. Is it backwards? Okay. Let me. Yeah, because it's weird over here. I don't know why. Cause on my screen over here where it's running, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's backwards. It's backwards over now. It's frontwards. Now it shows backwards yep. on my screen in, in StreamYard. So it's yeah. Very interesting. Uh, all right. So let's do this. And, uh, if you are 
ready. Oops, wrong one. There we go. Let's do this. Yep. Go for it. Ooh. <laughs> oh, me. Yes, you. Sorry about that, Acadia. Yes, you. Good evening, everyone. MC, amazing. Come on, Dean. Esteemed guests, my cats, our sexy, classy viewers. I want to submit to you that this entire match is a travesty. Makes no sense to me that somehow the other conference of this tournament was so weak that I'm being forced to fight someone this underpowered. It's testimony to the skill of my opposing advocate that here in the finals, I'm facing the guy who lived behind OJ Simpson's house <laughs> back when OJ was doing all his murder. How did... What? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but my wires crossed just a little bit, but I'm back on track. My actual opponent makes more sense, but it's still a mismatch. Is he an accomplished fighter? No doubt. He's skilled, resourceful, dangerous, even deadly. But reach or tangling with him is so unlikely. The odds of Inspector Clouseau inviting Reacher to his house so Cato can jump out of the medicine cabinet and punch him are so... What? <laughs> All right. Let's hope third time's a charm, folks. <laughs> Cato from the Green Hornet represents one of the wonderful times when the number two is way cooler than the main guy. Cato joins the ranks of such greats as Sam from the Lord of the Rings, Starscream, Chewbacca, and the Minions, and he deserves it. But none of that's going to help him against Jack Reacher. I hate to dunk on the man, but he's just not capable of winning the fight. Now, sure, Kato's handy, and the fact that his origin has evolved like it has is testimony to how important he is in the space he inhabits, but let's not go nuts. We're not talking about an A-level duo here. Green Hornet is C-tier at best, and you cannot talk about Kato without including Green Hornet because he's the sidekick. You know what, except I was going to go on a whole thing about being a sidekick and having to go everywhere Brit said, but no, I'm not doing it. Kato wasn't a fucking sidekick. He was the main, and everyone knew it. We all know why he was called the sidekick. Ask David Carradine why Kato was the sidekick. So I am not doing any of those jokes. When I'm talking about Cato from this point forward, I'm talking about just him. He still doesn't have a chance, but I'm not going to refer to him as anyone second. So now that he's first, what's he got going for him? Well, we got to look at the Cato who started on the radio and not just the TV show. So to run down a partial list of his abilities, I will very poorly paraphrase DMX, Rip. <laughs> We're talking about the character. Forget about the actor. What is Kato's skill set? Let's add up all the factors. He can fight, invent shit, he built the car, even though it was canceled, the show's only star. He made darts and smoke bombs and stun guns, too. But when he meets Jack Reacher, there's nothing he can do. See, my opponent is going to talk about how skilled Kato is and how resourceful and how much heart he has. And it's no more significant than when King Arthur was trying to explain to the guard in the castle how a swallow could carry a coconut. <laughs> Whenever you hear someone talk about Cato's intangibles in your head, I want you to think of, it's not a question of where he grips it. It's a simple question of weight ratios. A five-ounce swallow cannot carry a one-pound coconut. And little Cato cannot beat Jack Reacher in a fight. Because it's a simple question of weight ratios. If we take away the idea that Cato will run Reacher over with Black Beauty, which, by the way, why wasn't the car green? 
take off a few points because he was good at building cars but terrible at naming them. So I'll acknowledge that if my man Richie was standing in the middle of the Bonneville salt flats and Cato was screaming at him in the car with rockets and machine guns and his fancy buddy in the back seat, Jack would end up on a shirt. But Cato wouldn't do it like that. He'd want it to be, if not fair, then at least even. And that's where it all falls apart because sure, Cato would decimate a small army of doughy henchmen, but that ain't Jack Reacher. Reacher's fast and has similar skills and he is, by all accounts, a substantial fellow. 6'5 and 250 pounds of junk food-fueled muscle. Cato's 5'8, 145 and wearing a chauffeur uniform. So if we compare them using BMI, which is the only math I'm comfortable doing, Jack is 50% bigger than Cato. And that's where all things stop for this, folks. The math. Reaches fought a little, lot of little fast guys. Rama's gone. Jason Bourne knocked his identity back out of him. Assam, the Bruce Lee clone. Dunzo. And this isn't going to be any different. Is that it? Perfectly timed. So good. That's perfectly timed. You guys are so all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's uh, go ahead and bring E up over here. And let's see. Come on now. Oops. This always likes to give me trouble. Boom. Nope. Ah, uh, why? 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 There we go. Nope. This one. There we go. And now we start. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Listen, first off, I'd like to address um, that very heinous comment you made earlier about him not knowing how to color. First off, the black, black beauty, I mean, come on. You're going to have him driving around in a green car? I mean, <laughs> let's be 100%. You got to be able to make an executive decision. What, what's better, what, driving around in, like, uh, the green car, which looks disgusting, let's be honest, or you're going to go and go ahead with the black beauty? And, I mean, let's, come on, man. All right, second, secondly, man. Um, you know, Jack Reacher, yeah, he is pretty big. He is definitely a big guy. What's he like, 6'5? Like he's humongous. But he also has a, uh has a tendency sometimes to make uh humongous miscalculations. And I think um that would actually go in the favor of Cato. Cato is definitely one of those characters that you don't want to underestimate and don't want to just look at him and be like, Yeah, I can beat you. Nah, man. He's definitely ready to surprise you at any given moment. I mean, the skill, the speed, the precision. I mean, we're talking about somebody who's literally like, I mean, like you said, he's the main character of Green Hornet. Regardless of what you think, what anybody says, it's the Kato show at all times, right? So, I mean, in this situation, this is just going to be another Kato show. He's just going to have to go up there and show up, show up Jack Reacher. What? He's going to have to climb that back like Jack... Like Jack the Beanstalk, Jack and the Beanstalk have to go up there and take out a giant. He's got no problems doing that. He does it every single day against other people who have weapons, who have guns. I mean, he's about that life, man. He doesn't care. I mean, unlike Jack Reacher, I mean, which I hate to, I hate to even bring this up, but you know, a man who was definitely like killed four people and then was brought to the brink by a guy with a crowbar. Pathetic. I was I. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I, I almost shed a tear. <laughs> All right. Well done. Um, now is the, was the timer backwards again? Yes. Uh, yes. Let me, I'm going to fix that one too. Oh, I don't know why this thing, uh, app. You turn your monitor around. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm, gonna, do it. I'm gonna sit on my head um let's see. <laughs> all right so then let's uh set the five minute timer here and go once again we're talking about our boy kato and you know what in this case i'm not even going to mention because the actual the fact that tom cruise was even playing jack reacher is a travesty in and of itself so i'm gonna pretend like that didn't even happen all right so here's the deal man kato as always, carries all the weight in any given fight. And it, he is somebody who fights with an active handicap every single fight. We have to, he has to carry Brit. He, sometimes uh, other, other people nearby. I mean, Brit usually just sits back there talking. And here comes Cato. He has to back up everything Brit says. I mean, it's, it's pretty embarrassing, to be honest, you know, to have to be like, you know, be like, oh, I'm the Green Hornet, but I'm going to let my manservant handle it handle for me. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, and I mean... Unfortunately for Jack Reacher, this would be one of those situations where he's just another goon. He was just another goon that what's called that uh, Kato would have to take out. Now, let's be honest, though. <sighs> Jack Reacher is quite capable. I mean, 100 percent. He is definitely more than capable of, like, bringing a fight to Kato. He's um, he's exceptionally skilled. He knows how he's his stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? <laughs> oh, man. That is that is not cool. Excuse me, everybody. Apparently, like, my camera's experiencing the same kind of energy I am. Oh, <laughs> hold on there. So, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. You know, let, after, save it till after the match, all right? Um, <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, we have to deal with somebody who, like Kato, who is absolutely focused. He is a focused warrior. He fight, he go, goes out all the time. Let's be honest. I mean, I hate, once again, I hate to bring something like this up, but, um, when Jack Reacher gets involved in Margrave, is it because out of some kind of sense of duty, perhaps some kind of like, you know, longing to bring bring to justice? Every, no, the only reason he gets involved is because his brother got killed. I mean, honestly, let's be honest, like the only that's the only reason he really got involved. And I, we, I mean, Margrave, I know, probably appreciates him stepping in. But I mean, if his brother hadn't been involved, you think he would have actually done it, done it? Probably not. Cato, on the other hand, goes out every single night, risks his life fighting, fighting bad guys all the time. We're talking guys that are twice his size, just like Jack Reacher. So, I mean, he's pretty experienced. I, I would say he knows a little bit of something about, about killing giants. I think he knows something about that. Because, I mean, when, when you're like the shortest person in the room, everybody's a giant, right? <laughs> so you have no choice. You have no, every single match is a, you're, every single, Think about it this way. Every match that Kato's ever fought has been at a disadvantage. All of them. And somehow, he just keeps winning. It's mind-boggling. Or is it? We're talking about the guy who's basically Bruce Lee on crack. <laughs> like, he's got the, he's got the mechanical, the, the martial arts skills, the stra strategy, and he's a great babysitter. Look at Britt. Britt's fine after every fight. Can you imagine having to protect somebody in every fight? Every single fight? Not, I can't, I don't, I can't like, you know, just be like, oh, I'm just going to leave Brit over here. He'll be fine. No, he has to save Brit actively, even though Brit's the one who initiates that stuff, you know? So we're talking about somebody who not only protects people, not, he protects Brit, he protects like uh, the people in the city, um, even like, I mean, technically protects the police from themselves because remember, the police think that he's a bad guy. They think that him and the Green Hornet are bad guys. 
every single time. They got to go basically ingratiate themselves to uh, villains in order to break the case every single time. Now, I don't know why they keep falling for it. I'm not sure why that is. But, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So um, in closing, I would like to say, yeah, man, Kato, you know, um, is definitely more than a match, I think, for Jack Reacher. Unfortunately, no matter how tall Jack Reacher is, I, I think he's going to end up coming up short on this one. <laughs> Uh, you got 45 seconds left. I'll go ahead and mark that here. Uh, and we got a, we got a, a, a little wave, uh, out from uh Twitch over there. I don't know who that is, but, uh, JBXK, thanks for the wave. Um, nice. so, uh, let me, uh, bring Acadia back over and then I will bring up the a two minute timer. Oh, I thought I would. I don't know why it's giving me such grief. Okay. Stop that one. There we go. No. <laughs> oh, the technicality. Uh, oh, the fun of dealing with technology. There we go. It doesn't cooperate. <laughs> there we go. Ain't that the truth? Oh. Uh, I'll, right. I'm going to reset it. There we go. Just another goon? I couldn't even hear anything after. Just another goon. My man Jack Reacher is not just another goon. He's the end boss of goons. <laughs> Super genius. Riding the bus. Sure. Cato rides around his town fighting crime. Obviously, he's not great at it because he doesn't have to go anywhere else. He never finishes, whereas Reacher goes to a town, cleans it up, off to the next town. Waffle House to Waffle House. Just fighting people, <laughs> catching chairs, <laughs> making friends, and then leaving them because he's a lone wolf. That's his lifestyle. <laughs> Just he's, he's saving the, the world one, one bunch of drunks at a time. Now, I, you brought up Brit a few times, and I'm going to say this, and this is kind of a timeout. I want everybody listening. What would really happen if Cato and Jack Reacher met is that they would look each other in the eye, and without a word, they would knock Brit out and then leave and go do something <laughs> fun because Brit, let's face it, Brit sucks. Let's just face it. <laughs> Other than that, the arguments are always the same arguments. Resourceful. Yes, resourceful is if you happen to have a giant hydraulic press like the one that killed Terminator 2, yes, you could hit the button and squish Reacher. But if it's just your body, there's nothing you could do. Kato could stand on top of Reacher's head and jump for 100 years. And nothing would happen to reach her. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> did you, did you, need, you need to finish up that thought? I mean, other than the fact that, you know, we were talking about fighting people. And and uh, I seem to remember that Kato, not only did he not even get to fight Batman, but he had to have a draw with Robin. <laughs> Oh, times are hard. 
he did it. He said it. He actually, I was wondering if that was coming or not. Uh, he said it. Oh, man. Had to have a draw with Robin. Okay. So now is the part where uh, we we get to ask y'all a question. So um, let's see. I think I'm supposed to ask, have a question here. Um, so the theme of this entire scrap has been, as you've seen with each episode, is kind of, you know, put two in a, in a wrestling ring and let them go at it. Um, and let's, let's put it in wrestling terms. What's, what's going to be Kato's initial move. And then what's his finishing move. You know what Kato's initial move, I would probably suspect. I mean, you've seen that knife hand of his man. <laughs> Right there. You put that just to put that right there, like just about anywhere above the neck, you're done, donezo, bro. Eye, eye, cheek, neck, throat, wherever you're going. Like it's can, it's over and done with. Can Kato reach you that? Got, can Kato reach that? <laughs> yo, man. Listen, man. Have you seen that little guy? He's got hops, man. He's, yo, he should be in the NBA. He's got those, he's got Derrick Rose hops, man. Well, you know, old Derrick Rose hops. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um as for that finishing move have you seen that yo when he gets you down to his level you've seen that devastating elbow he hits people with yo you've seen it a million times <laughs> deadly bro deadly every time that's the knockout move every single time yo that's a you know i mean it's like it's like when you when you get hit with the rock bottom and you know the people's elbows coming next <laughs> You know, it's just like, oh man, he's he's definitely getting the pin after that one, baby. It's over. It's over after that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I would say because remember, like if you ever saw, like remember when he was um when they were interrogating that one guy in the Green Hornet show that nobody watched, um <laughs> like <laughs> like the like Bridges that's kind of like, yo man, yo, show him what the deal is. He just has like the knife hand out and they're just like, all right, okay, I'll talk. Okay, I'll talk. I got it. Yo, you, yo, you. You, you got me. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Yeah, even the threat, just the threat of him doing this is enough to like be like, all right, man, I'm good. You you were you were talking about, I mean, if you had just put it that way from the beginning, I would cooperate it a little bit earlier. So yeah, man, I would say um those would those would be the um those would be so it. So that's man. that I mean, that sounds similar to the reacher, you know, when he when he walks into town, he just stares that guy down who's beating his wife or girlfriend or whatever, and he just he yeah. just stares at him. Doesn't say a word. Okay. So that that's hey, that's, man, the, I'm a bad that's the reacher the reacher <laughs> knife hand is the stare. <laughs> I'm having a bad day, man. You know how it is. <laughs> it's all good. And by the way, anybody out there, I know there's five people watching out there. If you've got questions, uh, go ahead and pop them in the chat, and we'll get them on the screen for you. So, uh, Demond. Oh wow. Um, the biggest thing. Uh, the weight class, you know, obviously they have weight classes for a reason, but Cato got here. So, and his it's like the original, the original UFC. Very true. So does so? How does how does Jack Reacher avoid being? Uh, how does Jack Reacher keep Cato from becoming the uh, Hoist Gracie of the Scrappers Tournament? Well. I'd like to illustrate that by bringing everybody's minds back to the movie Bloodsport. <laughs> Having nothing to do with Jean-Claude Van Damme, I want you to remember when Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds had his turn. 
And he was going to fight that guy that was incredibly skilled and was ready to knife hand him right, just take his eyeball out. And all he did was just walk across the ring and bash him on the top of the head and pound him into the ground like a cartoon. That's the move. Where are you going to go? You tell me, where do you go to get around Jack Reacher? Reach is in his name. <laughs> You're not going to get past him. So as long as he still has his arms attached to his body, that just cartoon bop on the top of the head will end things. That's how we got past all the other little fellas. <laughs> I mean, Rama, Rama climbed him like a mountain. Then he fell off and died. Jason Bourne shaky canned his way <laughs> all up my boy's ass. But he still ended up on the ground. And poor Assam, who was like one shadow person away from Kato, who's we're, we're all talking about Bruce Lee, we know. What we want it to be. Assam fell. Why would it be any different? How could it be any different? I'll ask you one question. Stand in the middle of the ring. You have to take a full strength. Mike Tyson punch out uppercut. From one of the two people in this match. The person you choose is the person that loses. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that, Damon. I, I don't either. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> if I had to choose between these two to get punched in the face by, I just want to make sure that all my affairs are in order. <laughs> exactly. Uh, your wife is going to check out that life insurance policy. She's like, oh, I'm going to miss you, baby. <laughs> Oh that's man, that's that's <laughs> terrifying. This is supposed to be a fun thing, man. That's terrifying. That's the stuff horror <laughs> movies are made out of. But, I mean, just think about it. if they they were both lined up on you, and you get, one got one side of your chin, the other one got the other. <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat juggle. Yeah. That'd be kind of good. I look like a rock'em sock'em <laughs> robot. Just. <laughs> uh, oh man. Oh. Well, we, I mean, uh, even though we've got, now we've got six people what watching, uh, uh, and hope, yeah. Um, ask questions, people. But I, yeah, ask questions, please, please ask questions. Um, do you have any, do you have any other questions to mind? Oh man, I don't at the moment. Um, this just popped in my head and it is the championship round. Do either one of you mm -hmm. guys have a question for the other? I'm talking about the advocates. Do you have a question for the other? Yeah. All right, go okay, for it. I want you to just explain to me the kind of strength that you need to drive Brit around and pretend he's the boss. <laughs> like how 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 much can you swallow? Like is that where where your power comes from? Your your inner rage? Oh. Uh. You know, you know, you know, one of the best things to have when you're in a, a really in a fight to the death patience and in order to like deal with like driving somebody around who's like basically dead weight from place to place. It's like pretending like your second banana. You got to have a, a boatloads of patience. 
got boatloads of patience and um, you got to have poise. You got patience and poise. And Cato's uh, got that in spades. And you know, that's how you how fights are won. You know what I mean? By like waiting for the right time to strike. Not necessarily taking every shot you can take, you know, but waiting for the right ones. And apparently, you know, Cato sometimes, you know, he has to go off on his own. Those are the right times to go off. He comes back. He's like, all right, that was fun. I went and saved like a bunch of monks from the Chinese army. Let's get back to work here in the city. So yeah, man, like it's all about, all about patience, man. All about patience. A little patience. <laughs> you got any questions for, uh, for Katie? Um, yeah. And this is like kind of might uh, might come off as being a little irrelevant. But do you think that if Jack Reacher and um, Cato were the same size, that um, what do you think would happen in a situation where they're both like, where there was no like strength, like, you know, um, strength differential? Well, the size mismatch like that, I don't know if Cato would be able to move as well as he does with that much more bulk on him. But I would say it's, 54 46 in favor of Reacher only because he has military training on top of the martial arts training. But it would be an incredibly different fight. An incredibly different fight. Yep. Razor thin margin, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I kind of, I do the, the military experience. I mean, especially because considering that Reacher is an MP for, uh, duty stations that are for special forces where he's got, he's got to be he's got to be able to handle uh arrests of guys who are very skilled so he's got to be super skilled himself um so i've always thought he'd about get that. one more point he'd get one more it'd be 55 45 just because reacher has killed so many guys <laughs> yes and kato he you know he's got a code He's not killing everybody. He's knocking them out and then tying them up or shooting them with a dart. Or He's a Buddhist, isn't he? Ass emitting cummerbund and all the other shit that he has. He's not killing them. He's he's a good guy. People with masks. We're, we're good <laughs> that, well do you think that restraint, do you think that restraint that Cato uh, displays would be, could be to his advantage when uh, being able to cut loose against somebody like Reacher? I mean, to a certain degree, but again, if it's, look at it as, you could have a lot of patience, but if you're Indiana Jones and the big rock is coming, what's your patience going to do for you? Wait until the rock is really, really close before you jump out of the way? You only have two choices. Move or get squished. And Reach is like a bad doctor. He's got no patience. <laughs> you know, um... It reminds me of a, a fight, like a boxing match, um, pretty famous boxing match. You guys might have heard of it before. It's um, Muhammad Ali versus mm. George Foreman, you know, hitting him with the old rope-a-dope, you know. I mean, George Foreman was obviously a bigger and stronger competitor. I mean, obviously. And, uh, and Muhammad Ali knew that. So what does he do? He, he basically just lets him tire himself out. He just lets him tire. And this isn't, we're not talking about like a, he, George Foreman was no like amateur. He's not a rookie. He's a pro boxer. He is a pro boxer with with pounds. Like, listen, Muhammad Ali knew what would happen when he got, if he got hit. He got hit a couple. He's like, bro, I cannot get hit like that again. I cannot get hit. I, he's going to kill me. 
So what's he going to do? He's got to use what he has. Got to hit him with the old rope dope What happens? George Foreman loses the match. George Foreman loses the match. Regardless of how big or strong or how skilled he thought he was, in the face of Muhammad Ali, that doesn't mean anything. And this would just be another another version of the Foreman, the Foreman Muhammad Ali fight. Like Kato standing over a Jack Reacher, he's looking out. I don't understand what happened. It's like, get up! Like, you know. <laughs> hey, the George Foreman grill. Um, so <laughs> why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and go to the uh, the closing arguments? Because um, yeah, uh, let me. Uh, it's going to be E going first here. Um, let me, yeah, I'm already in there and boom. In closing friends, I would like to say what else is actually, what else is there to say? And I mean, we've got Cato, Cato, the bet, the best babysitter in the world, uh, going up against Jack Reacher. I mean, let, yes, Jack Reacher is an MP. Yes. He has military training, but let's be honest, like Cato is world travel. They're, they're both world traveled. So there's really not a whole lot of different difference in that. But like the difference is, is that Cato, once again, is somebody who has to overcome insurmountable odds all the time. Like that's just his way of life. Like Jack Reacher, of course, can like basically, like he can stare down people, but it's because of his size and stature, right? Cato doesn't have that advantage. He has to prove himself in the ring all the time. Like he has to prove himself. Otherwise, like people are going to walk all over, they're going to try to walk all over him, but they'll find out like you're stepping onto a giant spike. It's Kato. It's Kato, it's Kato <laughs> man. We're not talking about like Assam or Bruce Lee. We're talking about Kato. Basically, all the best parts of any given fighter all put into one, into a small package, ready to explode at any given moment. And I mean, my gosh, I, like weapons or no weapons, it doesn't matter. Like he will take you out like that like i mean if you ever remember like when he they were interrogating that one guy and they said okay um yo man i, I told you everything i know all right cool brit just goes like this bah! one punch to the face the dude is out okay and once again gotta bring up the fact that reacher almost almost died to a guy with a crowbar not a gun not a chainsaw not a flamethrower with a crowbar in a pool. He almost got drowned in a pool by a guy with a crowbar. That guy was like half his size. Are you kidding me? I, at this point, any argument against Kato beating Jack Reacher is a huge reach. <laughs> so you're saying the Green Hornet show could have been called Adventures in Babysitting? Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's like extreme babysitters club. <laughs> All right. Okay. Katie. All right. Well, in this big battle of Jack Reacher versus the crowbar, <laughs> I guess I don't have a, a, a lot of final points to make, except for the fact that I don't think Cato could take a crowbar to the melon and just shake it off. And it doesn't matter to me how many other times he had to fight off adversity. Because if you shoot somebody with a little bullet, that doesn't make them less susceptible to a little bit bigger bullet. Like, you can't build up an immunity to a beating. <laughs> doesn't work that way. <laughs> he's going to get what he's going to get. And if you if you go in a macro sense, you said, okay, well, we have the entire world 
yes, Cato is going to build a bunch of stuff. And could he use his famous patience, just like the Inspector Clouseau Cato, and stay hidden, hidden in the silverware drawer for seven years until Reacher finally opens it and Cato springs out and shoves a knife right through the bottom of his chin, maybe? But probably he'd get bored and go, ah, I want to go fucking fight the dude, and then he would get squashed. And I hate, I'm sorry that you brought up Muhammad Ali. I'm sorry, because you brought him up, and I didn't want to say it, but I didn't know I was going to come around to somebody that was sort of Bruce Lee adjacent. But I have to, I have to tell you the quote when asked. What would happen in a fight between you and Muhammad Ali? Bruce Lee said, see this hand? It's a little Chinese hand. He'd kill me. That's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well done. Both of you. I, you know. <laughs> Man. Oh. Man. I, I knew that this was going to be, be a brilliant match just because I love you two guys so much <laughs> and your ability to talk the talk that you do. I mean, and, and, and completely different styles. So it's, it's fitting that you, one of you is Richard and one is Cato because you're completely mm -hmm. different styles, yeah. uh, but you both bring it wholeheartedly. And I love you guys amazing i think you kept us apart because you knew if we were together longer we'd have the show <laughs> well i just wanted to tell you i am stepping down <laughs> no we will definitely be taking some time off after this year long uh year and yeah. a half long bracket. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah uh love you guys you you guys are great and uh, i i you know, it's, I couldn't ask for a better ending <sighs> to this, regardless of how it turns out. Um, but now that the, uh, now that the dispute is over, it's time for you folks out there to go vote. You can go out to disputedpod.com slash Kato V Reacher, K-A-T-O-V-R-E-A-C-H-E-R and vote for your champion. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I don't know how that, I mean, you know, I've got my, I, I'm a, I'm a big Reacher fan. I, but I've all, I've always been a Bruce Lee fan, uh, even since before I, I mean, well before I even knew about Reacher. So, uh, I have lots of love for both of these, these guys, uh, the characters and the, the, the actors. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is. A great finale. So, Damon? Uh, there will be no winners. Just somebody's going to end up in second place. It's just. I say I say we all win. Right. And we had, <laughs> we had the knife hand versus the cinder block hands. We had the three-legged luchador with versus the ma mountain madman. Mount mountain of a madman. And we had the badass babysitter versus the waffle house warrior. It was incredible. Like, I. I had to, to, I had to physically, uh, breathe a sigh uh, breathe because it was so <laughs> intense. It was so good. It just, 
a contrast of styles, not only with the, like you said, not only with the characters, but the advocates themselves. It was a perfect symphony of, uh, it was a perfect symphony of debate. It was incredible. I, but I think the quote of the night is because you can't become immune to a, a, an ass beating. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great quote. <laughs> and I don't know if you wrote that down, Acadia, but that's a great, or if you just came it off the top of your head. But it's great. That should be that. I should have a plaque that says that. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our dispute. The next disputed merch. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, so, put that on a t-shirt. You tell yourself from my ass beating and everything is disputed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um guys, uh uh E, why don't you uh tell us where everybody where everybody can find you and whatnot? Well, as always, it's me, your boy MC Amazing. I gave thanks a lot for having me on the show again. I appreciate that. Uh, always good to be here. I love I love doing the stuff, um, doing the debates. Um, honestly speaking, I know I, this is kind of like you said, like this doesn't really answer the question, but like um, this, like being on here has contributed a lot to like some of my other endeavors, like you know, um, kind of like coming off the dome, like trying to uh, in spur of the moment kind of situations, especially in the workplace. Cool. So thank nice. you guys Very for that. Cool. Good job. Um, yeah, like. Uh, if you guys check this out, I actually in the workplace I won the extra mile award this nice. year. Nice, good job, congratulations, going ham. Fist bump. That's cool. They're like, mm, with that fist bump, bro. Let's get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, find me on Twitter at mc underscore amazing. I'm actually on um Mastodon as well. Um, now nice. uh, follow Dean over to uh, Mastodon. Um. Uh, man, I, I, can I give you guys the link for that later? Cause I forgot. What it <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little harder. I mean, that's the thing that's, it's cool. Both cool about Mastodon and a bit tricky about Mastodon is they're all separate servers. Uh, and so like I'm on mstdn.party and then there's a master, uh, mstdn.social and there's all these different right. servers. So it's kind of like, I think I'm on them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely give that to me and I'll, uh, I'll put it in our show notes. Awesome. Um, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash amazingxp. That's twitch.tv slash e-m-a-z-i-n-g-x-p. Um, you can also catch me on TVFGC News. I'm the, I'm the guy who's going, I'm, I used to be the guy with the anchor, but we're going back to doing the news sections and I'm going to be the anchor again for TVFGC News. You can uh, also find me on, um, another podcast called, um, called Input Output, where we talk about fighting game topics, and we're, we're all fighting game enthusiasts, so that's like basically all we talk about. I'm also thinking about doing one on basketball, because I, I've been really deep diving basketball recently, and you know, I found like I, my favorite uh, player is Jimmy Butler now, mm. so that's real cool. Um, and um, just generally, like, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Like, thank, thank you guys for uh, giving me an opportunity, and uh, yeah, I'm, as always, I'm happy to be here. Of course. Thank you for being here. Acadia. I would like to thank you, Amazing, because your outfit, your energy, everything, you took this as seriously as I hoped, and it would be an honor to beat you, and it would be an honor to be beat by you. Feelings mutual, sir. This was, a, this was, oh, the pinnacle of it. As a matter of fact, you can find me at Acadia on Twitter, um, and that, just find that, because I don't remember the other one, but I'm all, I, I'll, I'll find you there. But, um, I spent most of 2022 
preparing and recovering from disputed podcasts. So now I suppose I can go back to Strangeful Things and start working on that. <laughs> um, and then Castle Rock Historical Society, we've decided that we're going to be super cool and take the initials and change the name of it to Curse. <laughs> <laughs> because the other one's too damn long. So we're also, if you're in the Charlotte area in February, we're going to be at Mad Monster Party. Along with Robert Englund, Freddie yeah. Cooper himself, and nice. a bunch oh, wow. of people from American cool. Horror Story. It's going to be cool. a good show right in, right in Charlotte. Uh, we will have a table there. And, I mean, I, I just thank you guys for the opportunity. Remember that uh, I am still doing my uh, radio play of the sad but hilarious fortunes of the Donner Party and I expect you all to have a substantial speaking part during that show. Um, so get ready for that. <laughs> but I appreciate you all. I appreciate the opportunity. I love doing this. And I, I cannot imagine a better final. Could not imagine. Agreed. Agreed. <sighs> well, Demond? Yes. Yes, yes. So I guess uh, we're... We're not actually having a, another schedule bout because this is we're going to have a championship announcement. So we'll be back in two weeks to let you know who the winner of the championship is and make sure you tell all your friends. Hey, and matter of fact, tell your enemies since you're going to probably run into them, too, and tell them to go vote, <laughs> to go vote and make this the make this uh, a turnout that's worth that as this debate deserves. So, until next time, I'm Damon. I'm Dean. And remember, everything, everything is disputed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We are now asking you to go vote for your champion. We want to thank our advocates for their amazing defense of their champions. And finally, we'd like to thank the musical artists who created the music that helps make our show so great. We've got Hard Fight by Tajirigis, Game Changer by Icolix, Fight Club by Evil Bear Boris, Fight Makes Right by Atake, and This Party Sucks by Done With Fish. They can be found on freemusicarchive.org or on artlist.io. See you next time.